In this podcast, Mother Jones tells you, don't count on the press to tell you. Don't expect the politicians to protect your interests. Don't be a fool and let the dollar thieves rob you. The ground is wet from the blood of our martyrs. A wildfire is coming and our masters don't see it. I gave part of the speech in West Virginia in 1920, but it rings true for today. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Mary Harris Jones, but called a lot of other names, Bolshevik, Socialist, Most Dangerous Woman in America, Walking Wrath of God, and Mother Jones, but I'm used to the slander. It doesn't matter what race, creed, or political banner you stand under. We're all in this labor war together, and it's what you do that counts. You have to use your brain. The pendulum is moving. Long ago, in the ancient times, the Egyptian pharaoh went to war against the Hebrews. And they went, when they went on strike, call it what you may, serfdom of the Middle Ages all the way to the slavery of the Roman Empire. The workers were ground under the heels of their masters. From the Crusades to the steam engine, laws shackled the laborers from action. Oh, the statute of Edward VI states that laborers could only work for a fixed price, under penalty. Oh, the pillory, you know what that is. Oh, the pillory is where they take you out into the town square and they put their head in there and lock it over and your hands and they throw rotten vegetables at you and say terrible, nasty things to you. And if they didn't put you in the pillory, they could cut off your ear. Well, if a man refused to work for fixed wages, he was branded with the letter V. The letter V for vagabond. And he served as a slave for two years. Well, if he tried to escape, he was branded with the letter S. And he was a slave forever. And if he didn't like that and complained, he was hanged. Until 1779, the miners in Scotland had to work in pits in the ground. Just as long as their employers kept them there, they had to stay in that pit. And then when the owner of the mine sold the pit, the worker went with it. He was part of the package. The labor movement was a principal force that transformed misery and despair into hope and progress. Martin Luther King, Jr. The servant working class is forcing the political class to become servants in this nation and the world. Oh, you're not going to hear all about it because the press isn't allowed to carry it to you. They are owned by the special interest groups. What's the cause of all of this unrest? What's the cause of the uprising of the coal miners? For months, they've endured strikes. What's the real cause? There's a new concept. Enter in the brains of man, and you've not heard about it before. The politicians don't see it coming. Oh, they don't have brains like we do. We're like the man in the lookout tower. 
and he can see the smoke rising off into the distance. And he knows, he knows that there's a wildfire coming. So it is with us, my friends. It can't be stopped. The Russians can't stop it. The Chinese can't stop it. Political deportations won't stop it. It's a new epidemic circling the whole world. The wealthy have played games with the workers long enough. It's not the different races and religions causing the, unpre the unrest like the press is telling you. The real enemy of the laborers are the politicians who tell you one thing and then serve the special interest groups. But the tide is turning and the laborers are rising up, up against the politicians and those special interest groups. Your grandfather came from good stock, not good stockholders. You yourselves are high principled laborers and you've seen yourselves robbed every hour that you work. Professional gunmen and murderers have been hired to intimidate and to keep you in subjection and you stood for it while those thieves stole food right out of your children's mouths. Money stolen from you is used to pay the robbers and the murderers. Guns and bullets that you, the laborer, made were taken and used against you, and you never said a word. You stood there like cowards and let the owners rob you. And why shouldn't he? You gave him permission. He's not in the business for fun. He goes into it to make all the money he can just as fast as he can, until you start to wise up and complain, and then he'll move off and find some other fool to take advantage of. When I first went into Canal, West Virginia, the miners were working 14-hour days for 40 cents a ton. And their children went with them into the mines because they didn't have a school. We're trying to change all that now. Our children are becoming educated citizens, wiser, logical thinkers. But you, you, you're turning this country over to the dollar thieves and your children are left to fight your battles for you. I have them a bed, a picture of 15 coffins containing the bodies of little children. From Ludlow, they were murdered. The miners were on strike and they'd been on strike for such a while that they'd lived in a tent colony there with their families. And the mine owners got tired of the strike and sent in a train filled with gunmen to fire upon the people. And those that could ran into the mountains and the hills to hide. But there were many women and children who hid in the root cellars underneath the tents because they'd been on strike for so long they had these little root cellars. And the mothers packed their little children and themselves down into these little holes in the ground. And the murderers took torches and walked among the tents and set them all afire and roasted, roasted the women and children to death. 
I don't have a stomach to join a woman's social club. I join the fighting army of the working class and will not give up until these bands of bondage are broken. Well, good day. I'll say you so, fella. And he stopped a little boy on the street and he said, Say, son, can you show me which way it is to the railroad station? And the little boy said, Well, yes, sir. You just go down here a couple of blocks and you turn to the left. And then you see in the distance, there's the railroad tracks. And when you get there, you turn to the right. And that's where the, the station's at. And the man says, Oh, I thank you, son. Let me give you a ticket to a lecture I'm giving tomorrow night. I'm giving a lecture and show you the way to heaven. And the little boy looked at him all askance and said, How can you show me the way to heaven when you can't even find the railroad station? I tell you, that boy has sense and wisdom. You've got to educate yourselves. Don't count on the government education. You're not going to learn anything but what they want you to know. Now is the time for laborers to stand together in solidarity. The reporters are sowing discord with their poison pens, but we're going to sow solidarity with our harmony. Carry to your grave a sense of dignity, honor, and respect toward your fellow man. Regardless of the God-given differences that we have, don't poison one another. I'm used to the slander from the press. When the miners go out on strike, they all throw the water out of their buckets. When they go down in the mine, you know, they carry a bucket, and in the top is their lunch, and in the bottom is the water that they're drinking. When they go out on strike, they throw out that water, meaning that they are not going back in. You can't take water back once it's thrown out. Unite together for the protection of our nation. I ask the mine owners to let the men organize for the safety of the industry. I told them St. Peter's not going to let you take one dollar of your money with you through those gates. Discuss their affairs with them. You're not going to agree on everything. You know that. You know that if you've ever been to a church meeting where I took a vote. Do away with the gunmen and the professional murderers. And don't be killing one another. Use the force of the law. Educate yourself. Stop the murdering. Run those murderers out like the wild animals they are. In Logan County, West Virginia, they hired 25 deputy sheriffs to keep me out. Well, I plan to go into Logan and run off those robbers and clean up that mess, and we are going to raise the American flag and live peacefully under it and fill every empty skull with education, and we'll fight with our brains for this nation. Not in politics, because it doesn't matter who you elect to a post. They all have their price, and they can be bought. They don't know or remember what it is to work for wages. We'll organize and remove every laborer from slavery so they can make a living wage and afford a decent home. And no fella is going to come along 
and murder him in his bed and throw his wife and children out into the street. Don't be afraid of anyone. First, they're going to call your names. They'll be a little rude at first, but then they get more and more angry, and they get more and more violent and start with the physical abuse, and then they hire killers, professional murderers, and it progresses to apartheid. 1831, labor revolts in France. 92, strike in Pennsylvania steel workers. 94, the Pullman strike. 97, 19 miners killed by police for supporting unions. 98, the Verdon miners killed by the armed guards. 1900, St. Louis transit workers strike were killed. People killed when the wealthy citizens fired upon them. 1912, the Paint Creek Cabin Creek strike and the Baldwin Belts Agency was hired to put them down. 1914, Ludlow, Colorado hired the guards to murder people. 1917, there was a Brazilian uprising, the Russian Bolshevik Revolution, Scotland Labor Revolt. 21, the Blair Mountain. 1936, the Spanish Revolution. 45, Saigon, Vietnam. 1950, South Korea Massacre. 89, Tiananmen Square. 1990, Apartheid South Africa. The men in Verdun, they were on strike for the eight-hour workday, something a lot of you are used to. Oh, well, that was when it first started, and the armed guards were brought in and murdered our boys in Verdun. They died for that eight-hour workday, and we are not going to give it up. In the Paint Creek, Cabin Creek strike, more than 50 miners were murdered. At the Battle of Maitwan, the Baldwin Belts Agency was hired to kill the miners. The 1921 Battle of Blair Mountain in West Virginia was the largest armed uprising in American history since the Civil War. And you never heard a word about it before, have you? Dozens of union leaders had been thrown in jail without due process. 10,000 miners marched in tent on three of them, and they all wore red bandanas around their necks so they wouldn't shoot at each other. It was their uniform, and they were called rednecks. Their imprisoned brothers were African-American, Italian, Hungarian, immigrants of every stripe, and poor people that had lived for decades in the mountains of Appalachia. Standing in their way were the state police, sheriff's deputies, and mine guards, all armed with the best equipment of the day. The forces ultimately clashed on Blair Mountain, and they battled for five long days with every type of gun, hunting guns, their old World War I guns that they had brought back from, with them, pistols, and then 
opened the hills were the machine guns. Airplanes dropped bombs. And when the U.S. troops arrived, both sides surrendered because the World War I veterans wouldn't fight another soldier. The miners were indicted for treason, murder, and other crimes, resulting in very long court battles. But with the New Deal, federal legislation secured the miners' right to join a union. The New Deal. You have the right to join a union. It transformed the mining community at that time. But the mine owners are constantly, constantly seeking new ways to kill the unions. Forced child labor is more widespread now than ever before. 152 million children work in forced labor making the clothes and shoes in Southeast Asia that you're buying in Walmart. Children are digging precious stones out of the South African mines. Children are working underground in the Congo for the elements needed in your smartphone and your computers. A mine war in 2012 in northern Spain erupted when striking miners used handmade rockets on the riot police. In Peru, a dozen labor organizers have been killed. In Colombia, 14 union leaders were assassinated in 2018. Since the beginning of this year, these strikes began, and many continue. Hunts Point produce workers in New York City, St. Vincent Nurses, Massachusetts, Columbia University and New York University graduate students, ATI steel workers, Warrior Met coal miners in Alabama, remember them. Exxon Mobil oil workers locked out in Texas. Cook County nurses and state workers around Chicago, Frito-Lay workers in Kansas, Pepsi in Indiana, Volvo car workers in Belgium, electrical workers in Turkey, Vale nickel miners and Rio Tinto smelt workers in Canada, tea plantation workers in Sri Lanka, shipbuilders in South Korea, in New Zealand, the nurses, teachers, transit workers, railway workers, Brazil, and this very last week, the Kentucky distillery workers, Washington state carpenters, Danish nurses, cone escalator workers in Coal Village, Illinois, Scott Rail, East Midlands Rail, Nigerian resident doctors. The struggle is ongoing and more real than ever. Workers shouldn't have to fight and die for dignity. The future lies in education and communication. Thanks to men like Chuck Keeney of West Virginia, who said, Blair Mountain isn't who we were, it's who we are. The world will not be safe for workers until this lesson is learned. Only a fool would try to deprive working men and women of their right to join the union of their choice. Dwight D. Eisenhower. My friends, it is solidarity we want. 
We do not want to find fault with each other, but to solidify our forces and say to each other, we must be together. Our masters are joined together and we must do the same thing. Thank you, Mother Jones. Mother Jones's Voice by Loretta Reimer Williams. Jace Media Service is a negative profit company. Please check out our videos and podcasts on YouTube and Facebook. You may contact us at J-A-S-E Media Service at gmail.com.